Welcome to Process This, a podcast for the sterile processing community. The Healthcare Sterile Processing Association, HSPA, invites you to log on, listen and learn twice a month. Now it's time to process this with your host, clinical educator, John Wood. Welcome to the Process This Podcast. This is episode number 83. Well, thanks for joining me. Today we're speaking with some folks from the Lebanon VA about PPE. Now, normally, a talk about PPE might not be that interesting. PPE is PPE, right? Well, these folks are doing something different. And if you work in decontamination, if you are responsible for decontamination, if you have anything to do with decontamination, then you're going to want to hear what they have to say. So let's not drag this out any longer. Are you ready? Say ready. Let's go. So thank you guys for being on the show today. We have LaShonda, Shannon, Vanessa, and Richard, and we are talking about PPE. So guys, could you please uh, just introduce yourself? Hey, John. uh, This is Vanessa here. I'm the sterile processing educator. What I do is I title says, educate the department. I revise our standard operating procedures. I help out in the department as needed. Basically it. Great. Hi, I'm LaShonda. I'm an advanced medical supply technician. Um, I've been doing it for over 13 years, actually 15 years. I'm Shannon. I'm also an advanced medical supply tech. I'm, I work hands-on. I'm in the, in the thick of it. Yes. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you for allowing us to be part of this uh, today. So my name is Rich, Richard. Uh, I'm the chief here at uh, the Lebanon VA Medical Center. And uh, the facility is known as a high reliability organization uh, due to essentially the SBS, you know, uh, being a complex and high risk environment. So, you know, safety, psychological safe culture and uh, quality assurance are really big factors and elements to our program here. Great. Well, first, let me thank you for uh, serving at the VA Medical Center and serving our veterans. That is that is uh, awesome, and I appreciate what you guys do every day. So let's talk a little bit about PPE. So let's start with some background. Can you tell me what was the personal protective equipment situation before you made changes? Yeah, sure. So we, you know, in the past, we've, we've tried to look at different options. Of course, as you know, AMI uh, mentions a level four uh, type of uh, uh, gown and PPE. Uh, you know, and in this case, uh, what, what led to this, this option, uh, you know, PPE option was uh, a, a coworker ended up getting dizzy, uh, started to have shortness of breath and started to pass okay. out. Oh, wow. uh, due to the, 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 the heat that was in the space. So LaShonda, uh, and I believe it was Shannon, you were in there as well. You notified me. They notified me of the circumstances. And from that point, you know, we've tried everything, you know, to, you know, as far as accessories go, 
to help with and aid with that that natural just heat and and sweating element of decon. And so that's what led to and motivated us to try to make a change or look for alternatives. So what other what, what kind of things did you use? Did you so I I remember uh, in our past conversations that you've you've had cooler devices and things like that. Did those were those effective we had, or? We had the vests with the ice packs. We tried those. We had the little cooling scarves. We had the hats. We tried them. It just never seemed to cool you off enough. The ice packs were heavy, um, cumbersome. So we came up with this idea. Well, Rich came up with this idea. Right. And as you know, you know, you have that, that reasonable heat loss and moisture loss that happens with your equipment, your sinks. You know, you're putting, you know, a uh, minimum probably 102 uh, to 104 um, temperature water in the sinks. And that's emitting that moisture and that heat into the air. Yeah. And ventilation just struggles to keep up, especially during the summer months here in Pennsylvania. Uh, so that's what really, you know, it's, it's, it's a difficult thing to combat. And, you know, you have barriers. You you can't just put an air conditioning unit into the space and hope that it works. Uh, that's, that's not authorized. Um, and, you know, as far as, you know, with our requirements, we have, you know, H- HSPA, you know, their, their temperature requirements are a little bit different than ours. You know, we have, we go up to 72. So our parameters here are 60 to 72. And during those, those periods, we most often really, really, at that threshold, that 72 mark. Okay, so can you talk about what devices you added? So what changes did you make? What solution did you come up with? Well, so you, you, are you familiar with the Striker Flight Hood? Mm-hmm. The Striker Flight Hood, uh, you know, it's, it's predominantly, it was, it was designed for orthopedics. And then, you know, other services actually took, took off with it, you know, between cardiothoracic and you know, neurosurgery, those those cases where you're in, in a surgery case for a long, extensive period of time. And, of course, those conditions, you know, same thing with the OR. You know, even though you have uh, temperature parameters, you're still, you know, you're in a uh, an impervious, unbreathable, you know, outfit. And so the flight, the flight hood made by Stryker was was really revol- revolutionary in, in um, you know, cooling and maintaining that sense of coolness and keeping you dry. Uh, so we we attempted to try it. You know, LaShonda brought it to my attention. I said, you know what, let's go down to the OR. Got the OR manager to allow us to trial some. Shannon was one of those. LaShonda, I believe, and Lori, uh, they trialed it. It They, they enjoyed the results. Um, and from there, it actually, there was other benefits identified. And it kind of broke down that barrier of trying to figure out a way to cool an individual in Econ. Well, great. Well, LaShonda and Shannon, since you have tried this, since you have used this, what were the outcomes from using this type of PPE? Uh, you can definitely feel um, the cool air blowing on you. You're not sweating as much. I'm a sweater. When I'm in <laughs> decon, I come out soaking wet. Yeah. And I actually, it's really not as bad when I use the hood. And I also wear glasses, um, so my glasses aren't fogging up, and it really doesn't affect my glasses at all. Like, you don't even notice. It doesn't make a difference. Gotcha. 
And the beauty, if I can just, if you don't mind me adding, the beauty of this really is it'll help to eliminate the, the constriction of a mask uh, and, and the face shield, uh, you know, as well as the, the uh, hairnet. So it eliminates those items and it just gives you one um, open, you know, and aerated, uh, you know, protective system. Gotcha. Yeah, you don't feel, I guess, as claustrophobic. No, you don't have all that stuff on your face. Yeah. Yeah. How heavy is the device? Is it is it heavier than, yeah. uh, let's say, using a cooling device, which you mentioned earlier? Oh, definitely. Because um, it is just on your head. You're not wearing it like the vest you have to wear on your, you know, on your chest and your torso. Um, but it's lightweight. Um, the heaviest thing on it would be just a little. What's this thing called? Yeah, the, the actual helmet. Yeah, the actual yeah. helmet. It's not very big. Um, another thing that I like about it is I get splattered all the time. So when uh-huh. I'm sort of wearing this, I'm just washing away. And I don't have to worry about getting splattered in the face or anything. So I like that aspect of it, too. Yes, that's a nice perk. And one of the cool things about this one is it has, like, um, several layers of peel away the face shield in the front. Oh, okay. So say you do splatter all over and that, that outside one, you've got water droplets or whatever on it. It's, you just reach up and you peel a layer off and you've got clear visibility again. That's another thing. I think the visibility is a lot better too. Yeah. It is. The shields are kind of, yeah, blurry. And another thing from my standpoint, because I, I have gone down and used it and, uh, and worked, you know, there were times where I got splattered underneath my face shield mm-hmm. on my mm-hmm. lips and I, oh, yeah. I didn't like that. That was horrible. It, freak, it, it would freak me out. But here's another thing, John, is when I would get an itch on my face, mm-hmm. good luck trying to scratch it, <laughs> you know, without contaminating yourself. Yeah. With the face shield, um, you're a, or the hood, you're able to actually reach up and actually scratch yourself because there's plenty of, you know, of um, extra material that actually gives and, it, and actually allows you to scratch yourself. Um, I mean, that seems, you know, trivial or insignificant, but truly protective, you know, and, yeah, um, true. <laughs> and very valuable. <laughs> yeah. And when I get hot, I get itchy and then, yep. yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's really important that sense of security and, and, and feeling like you are protected. And I, I agree with that. So have you guys, uh, seen or read the, uh, Ofsted and Associates splash study by any chance? Oh, yes, Absolutely. sir. Yeah, I read it in the Process Magazine. Great. Well, it sounds like you've kind of solved some of those issues with this device of of being fully protected. Would, would you agree with that, or what, what would you think about that? Uh, without boasting, I'd say yes. <laughs> uh, I would say it's, it's amazing that it, that it actually, you know, it's... It completely eliminated that. I mean, the, the microbiological infection prevention of it is unbelievable. It's, it's 360 degree protection. And that's something that's very important because if you think about it, you're just, you're just getting the, the facial mm-hmm. uh, protection. Okay. Without this. Now, let's say that like with our space, we actually have three sinks. If you have another person at another sink that decides to turn away and start blowing instruments or lumens. And now you're getting splattered on your back or the back of your neck. But with the flight hood, it, it actually is a 360 degree protection that goes down to the mid part of your back. 
which which is amazing because it helps to direct that airflow down to the mid part of your back and, and your your uh, your front chest area. So what about donning and doffing? How easy is this system to not only just put on and take off, but to teach? So how how well do you think that works out for your facility at your facility? It's a good question because you know there is there there was a learning curve to this. So the learning curve is is a gown. So as you know, in in the surgical space, a uh, level four surgical gown, you know, it velcros in the back. So it, mm-hmm. it dons from the front, velcros in the back, and then of course you tie. Um, you know, with with a lot of, if you're not going to use that level four um, surgical style gown, and you go with the typical standard PPE gown, which is you know that plastic type material. That actually is considered unrated, um, but if you go with that, then you have to stretch it a little bit to get it up over the hood. Gotcha. So we experienced, yeah. So so I know Lashawn and Shannon could probably speak to this a little bit better because I remember we initially started trying to figure out: do we want the flight hood on the outside or the inside? Which produced the better results of cooling sensation? So I mean, what do you think? Inside, yeah, yeah, it's better on the inside. Because I wear a different gown and I couldn't get it over top, so I have to wear the other gown. Yeah. I like it in my scrub, <clears throat> my PPE. Right. So that there's, you know, so that plastic style gown actually has some some excellent give, you know, and you can stretch it and, and and sort of manipulate it, get it over the hood very easily with no no disturbance or problem. And figuring out like the helmet, you know, at first you look at it and you're like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Weird contraption. I have to put on my head and adjust it. But but once you once you do it enough, it's very simple. It just slides right on. There's like a little tightening thing in the back so that you adjust it. Everyone has different size heads, so you know you can tighten it or loosen it however you need to. And and then it's secure. It doesn't flop all over the place. Yeah, you can you can lean over your lean over your sink once you've got it all on. It doesn't fall down mm-hmm. over your face. The hood itself just magnets onto the front of it, and then you just peel it up over your head, and boom, there you go. Great. Well, you know, it definitely sounds like something I think folks should look into. I mean, for me, you know, I've been in decontamination myself, and and like you said, you hit all the highlights. It, it, there's always a temperature uh, issue in decontamination, and it sounds like this provides another method to remove you know, some of that excess heat when you're, you know, physically working in the department. And then, you know, the the protection of the 360 protection. So it, it sounds like uh, you've you've hit on something that works well for your department. Yes, sir. Cost is always a big concern, right? Anytime we make changes or we do something different, can you talk a little bit about the cost associated with moving to that hood type system? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, first of all, I would say, you know, what would what would somebody put as a price on safety? Sure. Um, that would be the first question. And, you know, so trying to trying to quantify that, that's a difficult thing. But if we were really to, to dive into that a little bit, I can just tell you, depending on what you're, you know, if you have, you know, what GPO you're with, your pricing, and we get government pricing, uh, pricing is a little bit different, but the difference would be between 15 and $30 as far as extra. But it also depends on your supply chain and your alternatives for PPE. Because as you know, that's what we've been dealing with lately nationwide 
mm-hmm. is trying to find alternatives. And some of these alternatives, our staff is just absolutely yeah. Uh, and and some of these face shields, you know, and especially if you're going to go to third third party vendors, you know, some of those can be pretty pricey too. But yeah, I mean, I think I think what you would be looking at, and that's from the disposable standpoint, because remember these are single use, so uh, that would be um, they come 32 to a case, so it would be probably an additional um, 15 to 30 dollars, just depending on your, you know, your uh, pricing and. and Good faith discount, whatever you can get. Sure. Um, but then I think I think the other thing for for us the the uh, the cost the main cost up front for the reusables we had to buy a battery pack we had to buy the batteries we bought I think it was four light hood four helmets yeah. which those are the reusable okay uh, just wipe off. yeah and and those just wipe off like Vanessa says with a low disinfection. Now that that ran us that upfront cost was about eight thousand dollars. Okay. For for four of those, and I think we got eight batteries. Eight batteries and the charger. And the charger. So about eight thousand dollars up front, and then, and it depends on your facility. What 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 uh, type of specialties and procedures are you raking in? You know, what are you doing? Um, that cost probably doesn't wouldn't be a whole lot. You know. Anyways, I don't want to get into contracts and, and insurance. <laughs> I just think it was I think it was worth it. And I'm gonna tell you, our safety department, they were on board. Our nursing, you know, we fall under nursing services here. And so the nursing service department, they were they were on it right away. Well, it does sound like you, you should look into it financially because you know, when you take on a system like that, again, you said reusable, right? You're using something that is reusable and you're replacing face shields, you're replacing masks, you're placing, replacing headgear. So, you know, all those are single use. The, the hood system seems to be uh, more environmental friendly. So there's, there's a lot of different things to take into account. And I think you've hit on those when you've used, when using this system. So I think those are all good things to think about and to evaluate. Yeah, and, you know, just to add, you know, of course, you're also eliminating those other cooling uh, accessories, you know, the vest, the the neck scarves, you know, those other things, you're eliminating those as well because you truly don't need them. So one of my other questions is about space. You may be different, but every, every sterile processing place that I've ever been you know, there's never enough space. Were there any concerns when you when you implemented this about storage, any new processes, or anything you needed to implement when you started using this device? No, not really. Um, the battery charger, we have it on a table, which don't take up much room. Our reusable hood parts, they get hung up on, on hooks, and then you just have the boxes of the, the shield part. Yeah. And those, those are not hard. Yeah, no, they don't take a blow. They're very thin. It's like a lot very thong cat box. Yeah. Great. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It probably gets smaller. It is. It's absolutely. It's, so then it's, you're eliminating yeah. all them boxes. Right. Yeah. Sure. You know, we stock less of the traditional PPE, so then you've got room for these, these hoods mm-hmm. that'll go over the helmets. Hey, let's take a second and pause this great conversation. Are you looking to get a CE for this episode? 
Well, all you have to do to receive a CE for this episode is click on the link in the episode notes. Log on to the MyHSPA website and make sure you use the code FACESHIELD. Again, the code for this episode is FACESHIELD. All right, I'm glad we got that out of the way, so let's get back to our conversation. Did you have to involve any other leadership in in this decision? And if so, what was that interaction like? Sure. So, you know, we we, uh, presented this to our safety department. We presented this to uh, nursing services. So so we follow or we fall under nursing services. Okay. And both were actually very, very thrilled and impressed with the idea. Uh, So much so that they gave us the go ahead uh, to purchase them. So it was very interesting. We also presented this to our national level and the national was very shocked and and surprised at the idea. I think, yeah, we, we had support 100% Mm -hmm. and it was immediate. That was what was great. I mean, we had these from, from the time that LaShonda and Shannon and Vanessa and Lori, when they brought us or brought me the the concern to the point of, of trialing and testing to purchase, we had them here in three weeks. Oh wow! So, which is pretty impressive. But I, but you know, we have a great working relationship with our our start striker rep, and he was he was very uh, adamant about making sure we get them in because of the uh, the uh, urgency, you know, and the criticality of the of the situation. So, if you had a choice, would any of you go back? Would you Would you stop using the device? We have individuals who still use who still use a traditional PPE. Okay. Uh, we have others that, that uh, will gravitate and 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 use it. Uh, but what I will tell you is that come the summer months, every one of them has said that's going to be their choice, and they're going to stop using the other PPE. Yep. So, as far as supportiveness and and usage, you know, I, we're, it's still like I said at the beginning, it's, it's the PPE option. Uh, you know, as far as splatter goes, I think that's still trying to make some traction, both with our staff and probably nationwide. So, and then gravitating to a new concept, you know, improvement, it takes time, it takes willingness. I mean, it's a, it's a habit to wear the old PPE, you know, you can put it on without even really thinking about it. And then you've got everything on and you look over and, oh, oh, look, that's right. Those flight hoods are hanging there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a better idea, but now I'm all, I already have all my other stuff on, and there's 80 billion case carts and decon waiting for me. <laughs> and and right now the heat really isn't bad. Yeah. So we really haven't, you know, needed them for that. So but yeah, once it starts getting warmer out, we'll be using them. All right, last question for you guys. Any suggestions for listeners? who are kind of just on the fence or thinking about implementing this type of PPE in their department. I'd say go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to safety, talk to infection control. I have to say go to the OR and steal some. So yeah. <laughs> Depending on your relationship with your OR, like yeah. we're, sure. we're on pretty good terms with ours. So borrowing some to trial was not a, a crisis, but we know that's not true everywhere, but, but yeah. I think, I think a few things. One is, is identify what your intent is, you know, establish a goal. Um, look at what those results are primarily collaborate with the team. 
uh, get buy-in, collect feedback. I mean, those are those are the things yeah. that I would say. And then, you know, look for opportunities to improve and do better. Mm-hmm. Everything comes with a challenge. It comes with certain barriers, certain, you know, discomfort. Sure. But but be willing. I think that it's, it's a willingness to, to uh, do something different and change and improve. Yeah, definitely give it time. Don't put it on and say, oh, you know, this ain't going to work. Well, we hate it. It took me and Shannon, I know we put it on the first day, and it was like bobbling all over our heads. <laughs> we're like, oh, I hate this. We're going to lean over, and it's going to fall off. And But once we figured out how to tighten it and do all the things, it's yeah. very lightweight and, you know, yeah, it's actually it's, comfortable. It's, and It takes a little bit to get used to, so, you know, you can't, <clears throat> you can't judge it right away. you got to give it time. Yeah, and, you know, if you're... I mean, just the risks alone, you know, I mean, you look at, you look at pathogens today, you know, they're just evolving, they're Mm -hmm. getting worse. You know, those risks, what are you willing to wage? I mean, if you have an option here that's going to give you a hundred percent, and I'm, I'm, I'm fairly confident I can say it's a hundred percent, hundred percent protection, then, I mean, that's, to me, that's, there's no question. And you get cool at the same time. How wonderful (laughs) is that? Well, that's great. Uh, I, for one, uh, have learned something from you guys. I appreciate that you've taken some first steps there and provided this information for us. So thank you guys uh, for being on the show. Thank you for your experiences and sharing those and the implementation with this type of PPE. Yes, sir. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. Well, that music means only one thing, and that is we are out of time for today. Thanks for listening to the show. Again, a big thank you for the folks at Lebanon VA. It was great to hear from you. It's great to see that you are taking the initiative, working out problems, finding solutions, improving the work life in sterile processing. Well done, guys. So just a little disclaimer here, in the podcast they spoke of using a specific brand of hood system. HSPA does not endorse one product over another. This episode received no compensation for that. The product brand that was mentioned, it was mentioned because that's the brand they currently are using. If you are interested in trialing a hood system in decontamination, I recommend you research the different systems available and make your own decision based on your facility. HSPA episode number 83 is in the books. Hey, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but each episode is on demand. So when you're ready for us, we're there for you. As always, stay classy and we'll see you next time.